Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. With Renault, official car partner of the GAA, taking the passion of a nation to a whole new gear. Today's show is brought to you by Renault, official car partner of the GAA. With a proud tradition in Ireland, Renault are committed to supporting those who give everything to the game on and off the field. And after another hard-fought road to Croker, they understand as well as yourselves how important it is to enjoy the journey. That passion for what drives you extends to the time you spend on the road. And with that in mind, head to reno.ie ga for access to special motoring offers exclusive to GA members. A grain of rice, a, a grain of rice, is going to tip the scale. Just remember that then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Permission was the show. Permission was the show. Then we're no longer a whipping boys of Munster. Okay, hi folks. Uh, you're all welcome here. Uh, nearly on the eve of the All-Ireland. You're very welcome to the Renault-sponsored Irish Examiners 2019. Uh, Hurling podcast great lineup today as usual myself Anthony Daly Joe uh, Cunningham is with us as always we're delighted to have Derek back had a good few times this year Derek pleasure and thrilled to be joined by last year's Young Hurler of the Year and man of the match in the All-Ireland Final uh, Kyle Hayes of Kildimo Palace Henry um, great to have have such a lineup and we'll shoot the breeze we'll tell a few yarns I suppose and we'll give our experiences of the day that's in it Uh Whatever, um, I suppose I I go back to one date, lads, and uh, the thirtieth of June. I suppose leaving Crow Park that day. I was at the Leinster final. The Munster final was on a Limerick. Obviously, you were playing Kyle, uh, but you know, could we have seen a Tipperary Kilkenny final that evening? Like I was driving down here to Cork to do the podcast the following morning, and yet here we have it again. The old guard. Uh, at the end of the season yeah I suppose you could uh, coming out of it I suppose Anthony would be saying that that uh, certainly you would have been looking at I suppose we said all year I suppose from the start of the year Limerick were the team that we we all kind of agreed at the time that Limerick were going to be there or thereabouts and had and we all had a fancy for them who they were going to play was was probably the the question we weren't too sure about uh, but certainly like you can even the, even the match before down in Wexford Park like a one puck of a ball they could have been out but they've certainly grown into it. They've certainly got a lot better, and now their form has been has been you know coming through against Cork, coming through against Limerick, hugely impressive. And like they're in the final, they're in with a fifty-fifty chance. And as I just, you know I said before, how do you back against them in finals? Because like they've been so used to it, they've been in there. They're they've they've guys who have medals in their back pockets. Like they're going to be very hard to beat. So, and Tip again, Tip probably were you know at the start of the year have come through. Like they were very impressive at the start down in Cork, came through, and then had a bit of a dip, but again have come back and. The way they won the game the last in the last fifteen minutes, like we'll stand them in good stead. So uh, probably we didn't we didn't expect this one, but uh, at the same time it's one to look forward to now. And Kyle, 
you know, I suppose you you weren't taking the action against the Cats, and uh, I suppose the start shocked us all in the stand. To be honest with you, um, I wasn't on duty for it. I was I was just there watching. I was on for the second one, and you know, one eight to three points. We didn't see that coming. I suppose you didn't see it coming either. No, we knew like before we have our homework done. I'm like, and we knew the intensity they bring is is savage. Like you know, and I don't did know. That, can I just did that shocky? The level of intensity that they brought. Yeah, straight from the right, like you know, like it was like as soon as you had the ball, it was two seconds. There was fellas hitting your left, right, and centre, like, and we knew the level they they would, could bring, but I don't know, they kind of over exceeded really in our own heads, and like we knew watching them against Cork, they did the exact same thing, like you know, they nearly nearly bullied them off the ball, like, and we knew there was a danger of that happening to us, so we were trying to prepare for it, but they brought a storm, like in fairness, and it, it took us a while to get used to, it, like. Yeah, and in fairness. You did, um, you know, uh, tipped her, you know, like, again, I suppose one of the interesting thing w- was there now, and, and look at this isn't to undermine Wexford or Leash, but I suppose it was Christy O'Connor was telling me a story that he went for a bit of food in the Radisson after the Munster final and the tip team were there, and, you know, um, the, obviously the Leinster final went the way it did, and... Um, he said, like, if someone said to you, Liam, you met Liam Sheedy in the lobby and someone said to you, you'd have Leash and Wexford to go back to the All-Ireland, like, that you, you, you may have taken it. Like, you know, now Wexford, obviously, well, you know, were a fair animal in that semi-final, but I suppose there was a way back for them and they have they have grasped it, really. Yeah, and that's why there's probably no surprise that they're back there. And that's due respect to, to Leash and Wexford. I think um, I expected a tip Limerick final. I thought we kind of all expected that, if we're completely honest, that... Um, you know, I thought Cork would be Kilkenny, and then I thought Limerick would be be Kilkenny as well. But yeah, I think the path it's still difficult to 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 kind of get over that hurdle, though, even psychologically for Liam and the lads. When you're faced with so much talk about, look, Jesus, if you're offered Leash and Wexford at the start of the year, you still have to negotiate those hurdles, and that was probably downplaying Wexford's Wexford serious outfit as well, seriously organised and serious team. So to get through it in the manner they have done is very very impressive, if not surprising. You know, I think the morning we're here after the Munster final, we kind of we said that we, we almost predicted that Tipperary would be back in the Munster final or back in the All-Ireland final if you like um, so yeah hugely impressive and, and the other argument I suppose around around the Kilkenny one is is the debate of whether it's a surprise or not that they're, that they're back there even though we, we, we consider perhaps Limerick and, and um, Cork to have advantages over them they're still a seriously experienced outfit at the same time you know yeah, and that was one of the things I suppose we did say early in the year that the longer they'd stay in the championship, that the more dangerous they'd be because of the injury situation early on in the year and, you know, the Richie Hogan's coming back and, and obviously Walter with his issues and, and, and uh, you know, various degrees of the young lads, you know, the likes of the Connor Brown stepping up and, you know, Hugh Lawler stepping up and, and, and that John Donnelly getting back into the team, things like that, that we were ha- we didn't really know what way they'd pan out. And would the injuries come right for them? Yeah, they all, and they have. I think at the start of the year, I suppose they were vulnerable. I think at the start of the year they, with the injuries and the fellas that weren't playing. But now that they're, you know, they've got to the final, they're all back and they're all fighting for their position and they're all there, you know, and they're all uh, like he has no <coughs> bit of a bench as well. He's got three or four guys that he can bring on, very experienced, you know. So that, that'll be. Uh, um, but he has introduced three or four guys from I suppose the last time they played tip in the final, 2016. They got hammered, you know. He has introduced three or four or five players since then. Uh, whereas I suppose Limerick or Tip will like have a lot of, you know, a lot of the older guys who 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 were still there then, like you know. But um, the interesting one for me just before you go off a of day, I was going to ask Kyle would be you know the Limerick, you know the last the sideline ball, I suppose the, you know at the end of the match, 
you know, Limerick were very gracious and said that the game was over and, and it was it was a done deal. <coughs> but I suppose from a player's point of view, Kyle, at the end of the game with a sideline pucked, you know that uh, that was went over a sixty-five that wasn't given. He must have been gutted. Ah, uh, we were like there's no point saying we weren't like, but look, I don't know. These decisions are big decisions to make, like and. Fair enough, maybe the ref's point of view, we mightn't have seen it, because to be fair, I was standing next to him, and I didn't see it, Like, but the lines when Gears is there behind him, and he said it was fairly clear, and supports behind him, actually work, one of my colleagues in work, he was right behind him, and he said you, it was clear as day, you've seen it, Like, but look, that's their, their look, Like, you need look to win an Ireland, like, we had loads of look last year on our way to win an Ireland, like, would you see, for instance, Graham McKay's goal in the final, like, you know, dribbled in over the line, like, like, so you need these bits of luck and look the ball kind of kind of jumped in their way and to be fair we had lots of opportunities to win and we had plenty of whites so we're not going to blame it on that like but it would have been nice if it went out 65 and if it went over it would have been nice to dream what happened in extra time like yeah those things kind of what what struck me and you said it there like there was no one else seemed to know Dar Dara Brangiri and I'd say Killian Buckley that's, and now how the linesman didn't know as I've, I've, not to be harping back on the semi-finals we're looking forward at this stage but that was that was my big thing if the sideline ball was on the Hogan stand side there'd have been pandemonium yeah. and it probably would have bought a few seconds and Alan Kelly would have gone <laughs> check that there with ye you know and I think that that was the crucial thing it just happened to be on the Cusack stand side where there was very little officials or select or subs you know county board officials uh, John McKenna, Mike Reardon, etc. You know who who would have all absolutely gone belubas like and would have had a line on it. You know, I think that's 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 the big thing. Can I just ask something there, Dale? Are we are we accepting now that they are actually checking these decisions upstairs? Because you know, after the Wexford square ball one in the in the tip match, he definitely waited for a while there as if he was looking for information from somewhere, didn't he? I think that was a follow on Larry from the Saturday night you know from the, from the, the what happened on Saturday night for me if you're Sean Clear you're sitting at home Saturday night you're looking at the debate around the 65 with Limerick you're kind of saying is there a way of improving on that tomorrow you know I think that's I think there was almost kind of a 24 hour kind of you know thinking process for Sean Clear and his umpire team and they're basically saying to themselves no matter what happens we're not going to make the same mistake that was made at the end of the Limerick game to the extent that there was nearly too much thought then put into it. You know, it sounds a contradiction, but it was almost kind of, yeah, I'll wait, I'll listen to this, I'll, I'll see what happens here, will I award or will I not? Which ultimately is where it's probably going to go anyway, but if that was streamlined to be a, an actual process that everyone follows, well, then there'd be greater collaboration and everyone would be working together on it, you know? But there's no doubt, Derek, on, on that, like, um, we've seen a few football calls as well, even David Goff has been controversially named to Kerry Boys uh, here on Monday, did an assassin job on him, I think. Whether it was contrived or not, it wouldn't be in Cork. But that poor, poor, poor David Goff has got in under so much pressure now that he has to look after the Kerry fellas in fairness, so a bit of reverse psychology might have worked. You know? but I, can, I can remember having a tenor on, on, on Paul Mannion uh, to get the first goal uh, in the Cork uh, Dublin football game and he put out his two hands for a penalty and Paul Mannion was picking up the ball and I was saying what oh, lovely jubbly yeah, yeah to one but someone said something to him it wasn't a penalty and again look at look at that's, that's the funny bit of it but uh, uh, and that was the tenor wasn't too funny but <laughs> but look uh, definitely the Jake Morris goal like 
Sean Clear had made no signal as the ball was hitting the back of the net. We looked at it, rewound it, uh, everywhere we could now on the day. I don't know, we were on that night there, but like he had no signal made when the ball hit the back of the net. And to me, it was, you know, for the advantage rule, like that had to stand as a goal. So I don't know, Larry, to be honest, they don't tell us these things really, whether it's a special congress or what. They, they really only tell us the start of the following year if there's a, a change, but there seems to be more communication going on I just think they just missed the line ball in the Limerick game can the, can the fort of, you know the fourth official there the substitute referee can he see a screen do you reckon or well I'd say it, I don't know to be honest now because and I'm only speculating but I presume it's the Hawkeye lads above you know I mean the Brian Hogan one I mean again like we didn't think did you know that that was in existence for the crossbar like no I didn't know did you know that sure as a goalie, like uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have understood that. But I would have said that probably. Like if if uh, if the Hawkeye, um, I suppose the Hawkeye technology is to work. It would probably be that you know it's there and probably over the crossbar as well. But again, it was probably only until it happens that it doesn't come out. You know what I mean? So, but, but at least now we know going forward that it's there for the crossbar as well. And like Kyle, when you when you were sitting down, and we leave it at this, when you were sitting down to have a couple of pints on on the Monday. Was it a source of debate at that stage or just did lads accept? Because I can only go back now to Fado Fado, right, 21 years ago when Jimmy Cooney blew a whistle early. There were supporters in the pub with us going balubas. Yeah. Why did we agree, Terry? Um, why didn't we go home out of Dublin that night? And, and to the players, we really didn't. You know, We got our chance, we felt, the third day and weren't good enough to beat Offaly on the third day and we accepted that. Uh, but uh, certainly among the supporters, there was a fair amount of angst, I would say. Uh, yeah, look, you you would have heard it, of course, in the coming days and the week and so like. But in a dressing room, all right, like when we were sitting down, it's out of the shower and a few lads had it up on their phone, like it was up on Twitter within seconds, like you know. So that's the difference. That's the thing, like <laughs> you know. And uh, we were looking back, and then we obviously are a bit angry about it, but we know there was a few fellas going around saying we shouldn't have come off the field and should have sat down in the middle of the field, like for sure. I have this history on that as well, actually. <laughs> well, I, Jesus, I'd be accused of coming back. This podcast could go back to the fifties. We agreed in the sixties about anything, Derek. Jesus, I'm aggrieved since '59. Never mind the sixties. We were certainly aggrieved since last year you know, with Austin catching the ball a foot in front of the crossbar. Yeah, and if you want to add to 2016, Owen Murphy catching the ball over his crossbar. Where, where was Hawkeye that day? But look, I'm hardly bitter over. I know, I know, I know. Look, should I get back to, you know, let's say like. Looking at tip season, lads, you know, flying like, you know, what a performance down here in the park against, you know, beat Watford. Now, Watford probably didn't play up the farm, neither did Clare. But I was still, like, Clare had gone to Watford a month, then had a break, and we're coming at tip fresh in Ennis, and we have this romantic notion about Ennis being this hard place to go to, and they came up and beat us 13 points. Like, I mean, they were absolutely flying. And... For me, from that day, even the day you played them, no Kyle, and would so say you hadn't, you, you left, rested a few lads for once or final, or the third place position, uh, which we've debated here. So again, we won't go back on that. Uh, but for me, the, the, the form has dropped off since then, until twenty minutes to go, the last day, really. Yeah, hard to disagree with that, um, and um, and I think the, the the confidence gained from the last 20 minutes as well as the, the crucial kind of confidence gained from almost finding a panel if you like you know on the back of tip beating Cork in the under 20 final you know Jake Morris had come on in a couple of previous games had a couple of bad wides he plays well in the 20 finals gets the, gets the winning goal comes on he's flying Ger Brown comes on gets a point Willie Connors comes on gets a point Mark Hugh comes on um, gets a point it's almost as if Liam 
not by accident, you know, when John McGrath was sent off, like the, the Bubbles and John McGrath, I would say, have had a mid-season kind of blip, if you like, in terms of their form. Initially, like, they were lighting it up down against Waterford, against Cork, against Clare, if you like, you know, and, and the movement was back. And then they had, as you said, they had the blip, but it's the 20 minutes now that have almost kind of solidified where they were initially in the in the year is, is the crucial thing, you know. Would you think, Derek, the fact that they, they had a bit of space in the last 20 minutes, that they were down to four, they, they were only five forwards, and... I think that that played into Tipperary's hands where there was a huge amount of space and like that's the one thing probably Sunday that they might not get. But I think in, in, in looking back in it, like the fact that they, they had you know the they had, they had only five forwards, you know, it kind of created a kind of bit of a panic situation. They just went in, they just moved everywhere, yeah. and even the subs coming on really hadn't a lot to lose because um, you know they were down to fourteen men. Expectation was was gone the other way, and all of a sudden they all contributed scores, you know. Yeah. So it, like from a point of view, just uh, I, and I tell you, it goes back to a point that Dale made on on the Sunday game two years ago, seventeen, when when we had when when Cork had a man sent off, and even the Cork Dublin game that that Anthony was involved in a couple of years ago when Ryan O'Dwyer was sent off. That classic debate of whether you should bring back an extra back to solidify it when the man is sent off to keep the seven against five situation and say we're, we're steady here. It was almost as if Wexford, knowing that they had an extra man, all, all said we'll all push. And, and the space kind of indirectly opened up for tip based on having five forward. So that'll be the, the interesting thing ahead of the game in that. I just remember reading James Barry after the 16 final. He said, we watched the Waterford Kilkenny semi final and we said, Jesus, Kilkenny are leaving a lot of space between their half-back line and, and, and full-back line. So I think if you're Joey Hole and if you're Paul Murphy ahead of the weekend, you're going to be saying to the boys, Conor Fogarty and Paulie Welch and Paddy Deegan in front of you, hey, we only want 15 or 20 yards there in terms of... So that's, like, are we going to have a situation that, that where Joey Holden was faced with, with Jamie Callan two years ago where there's eight or nine points and an ocean of space in front of him? And the I interesting just, thing on that is that just you, have this, you have two of the three of the full-back line still, still there. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, Hugh Lawler has replaced... Um, yeah. You know, Prendergast yeah. and uh, you know you still have the two boys there, and you have a lot of the same matchups. Yeah, and what you have you, outside of even the tactical setup, you have their own pride, like Murphy and, and Holden, and they're proud men. Like they're basically saying it's oh, not yeah. going to happen again yeah. on my watch, you know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, how Tip will create the space outside, and it might involve five forwards. Do you think they'll keep the structure? Do you think that Kilkenny will keep the setup? They'll I, keep the six backs on uh, I, in three and three. I, I I'm not sure if I'm if I'm completely honest. I think. Um, I think Fogarty will go so far with, if he's on Niall O'Mara, if he's paced, like if, if 12 is Niall O'Mara, if Bubbles is 12, it's different. You leave him go 100 yards, he'll pick it for four points from, from left half forward. So I think it'll depend. Will they go to a situation that they went in to 11 where they each pick a, a man, they go at him everywhere, and then they, they leave Parry Welch sit. You know, one, one of the defenders, if you like, kind of just kind of cover, if you like. So I'm in between on that, even in, in terms of what they might do. If you go on Kyle's game, you know, yeah, you they, they, they basically said, you know, Tom Morrissey, Coyle and, and Hegarty, you're going to be met by Donnelly, TJ Reid and, and Walter Welch and it's a war outside and then Fogarty and the boys are not following Coyle and the lads to a certain extent, you know, and it's just, and that, it, that's where they bring the intensity, you know. Just, just sitting in the box, I think I was beside uh, Jackie and uh, he's saying, look where Tom Morrissey is, like, at one stage, you know, and the ball was over, we'd say, on the Hughes extend side um, and you were playing up into the hill, first half. And Tomarcy literally was back where I'd have been playing in my day, left half back. And Conor Fogarty was, was forty yards. Well, you were kind of more central now, like you know, Tom's maybe plays the channels more, like you know. I I still like like why would he not shove up a bit on him, you know, close it to fifteen yards or that? But he said no, they're just keeping that structure. I'd say, and you know, trusting their own half forward line tomorrow. How did you find them? 
one on one in that situation. Like so. I, I suppose like that's the dilemma that's created. Like and that's what you we try to do every day. You go out like you know, like we knew thinking ourselves now we had a bit of research done like we knew the especially after the car came as well like when there was acres of space inside for the two lads or the three lads like we knew that there's going to be a lot more protection back there and we knew likes of Glenn and Mulcahy and Peter as well who are all in serious farm like you know so I think we knew there was going to be a bit more protection and that as a half hour line would have a bit more freedom going back to field like and look like as I said they kind of play similar to us they're half hours dropped and they're in between the midfielders, so it's kind of a five v five there in the middle. And it, as Derek said, like it's just all out war there, like you know. And they were coming out in individual battles. They were coming out on top, like, and I think like when they get a bit of taste of blood, they just kind of go for the juggler then, like you know. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's no doubt from half time in the Cork game where Hoggy and Cadigan were causing wreck, they reorganised and I think they kept that kind of. In general, obviously, they're playing a different team in Limerick. I actually felt, you know, I was listening to you last night. Uh, it's great since uh, off the ball went to six to seven. A news talk has gone to seven to eight. It's great. You're stuck in a car. You you you've you've sport nearly straight through except when they start talking about rugby. Sorry, rugby crowd out there. <laughs> <laughs> Limerick not in the final, Kyle. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, um. No, and I, I thought it was great, refreshing stuff last night, Derek. I know you had two weeks to reflect on, on, on it on holidays. And, but I thought your, your honesty was great last night. And look, we won't go back to the, the stuff about formations and that kind of thing. And we've talked about that. And I don't think that has changed, actually. That's a massive amount in that I mark Michael Dignan in go back those years again, 21 years ago. And he spent the whole game trying to drag me out to leave space for Billy Dooley and Frank Lohan roaring at me, don't go, don't go. Do you know, and like there's all that still going on I suppose and everyone trying to win that middle third battle I thought something interesting you said last night was in 2017 against Galway now you had your regrets would say on the Conor Gleeson thing not finding it maybe harder maybe a couple of things you said some fella texted you the night before doing you a favour like <laughs> you know uh, you even you even spoke about taking maybe two days off after the semi-final is Michal I don't know who did and I, I, I would have been wrecked by those things as well now I never got to a final as manager but but even you know you would be always thinking back I suppose but you, you said I was sorry I didn't make a bomb site out of it altogether and, and, and play no full forward line yeah sounds a bit extreme but if you like it goes back to even Kyle, the point he's just made. He said he said there, we knew that they w- weren't inclined to open up space for Galan, Casey and Mulcahy. So, in retrospect, would, would Limerick have been better off bringing their six forwards out to the, to, the, to the bomb site, if you like, to the war zone early on and working it from there, you know? And I think, yeah, there was twofold in that. You know, I think we played well in the semi-final. And again, you're led, and said, led a little bit by how you played in the semi-final. It was kind of open and Austin went in on a spectacular goal. And you kind of almost be kind of, you don't say to yourself, well, what do we need to win this game? As opposed to kind of, you know, and you're afraid to change a little bit. But that, you learn from those type of experience. And I think that's what Kilkenny did to Limerick in, in many respects. Like the, with what Donnelly and what TJ Reid and what Walter Walsh did and what Mullen did coming from the corner. They, they basically... Five or six forwards nearly operated as bloody like rugby forwards. Sorry for the rugby analogy now, but you know, and, and they were just chasing the ball wherever it went, and there was no kind of. That's where I see the change over the years. You know, you be told your wing forward stay out in the wing. <laughs> you know, stay out in the wing. Or if you went back the field over the years, a fella would say to you, "What are you doing back here? We don't need you back here. Get up the field." You know, and I think that's that's where it's changed for me. But yeah, I think, I think you'll see that for me that'll be the interesting thing ahead of Sunday. Like, will will it be conventional 
to a, to a degree or you know where will Tip get their scores or can he get their scores and I think you'll see a lot of just up and down the field from both sets of fours a lot of dual roles you know yeah I, I, I was thinking while you were saying there about the wing forward what are you doing there get back up the field he, looking at this specimen across the table from us he probably literally wasn't able to get back up the field when he went down the field he was saying come out to the corner forward I actually thought nearly the opposite to that with the semi-final now I thought that John and Paul might have set up with just six on six. Just unusually now for Limerick. That Galan full, Peter in his corner, Graham in his corner, the three line in, even if it was only for seven or eight minutes, to throw off maybe Cody from Jesus, what's going on here? Like, and you know how to switch back, obviously. You're very comfortable with the game you play. I thought that might have been the bomb site move. You know, to absolutely throw him off and say, no, we're going to take you in the shooter. We're better than you. Yeah. you know, we're going to trust in our half-back line just to mark man or man or, you know. No, Declan obviously wasn't right yeah. and didn't look right, you know. But it's guess, oh, you know, ifs and buts afterwards that you can maybe say what you might have tried on the day. Are you planting a seed for Liam Sheedy to do something like that on, on Sunday? That he would, <laughs> would, Do you think he might go something like that for 10 minutes to, to, to try... Try offset, try put upset Cody like because he's been there so many times. Yeah, not 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 taken away from um from Liam at all. He's been <laughs> Liam come back. Thank God he has blown one thing out of the water anyway. Never go back. For 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 three to four of us anyway, anyway. <laughs> if you want to go back, go back, lads. So I think uh, we talked about that in a minute during have to listen to But no, I, you know, I think you again have to look at Aim and O'Shea's role yeah, tactically, you know, and like what will he come up with and you know, I I, I think you might you might see something like that. You, you will expect you will come up with something. Eamon O'Shea will is is a master tactician of those things and the amount of movement because it's probably the one thing that, that Kilkenny don't want to have is the guys around him moving, moving, moving. Like Cork got it for 20 minutes in the first half. They got great movement. They got the balls into space and then they put Parik Walsh back and, you know, the, the, the whole thing kind of was stymied a bit. Mm. But I think Eamon O'Shea, like in, in the background, is a crucial factor in this in relation to how he wants to get the players to set up. How will he, as you said, if you put bubbles up wing forward, you know, just a subtle move from centre and he pops over four points, all of a sudden, you know, there's questions to be asked. What do they do? You know, and I think he'll be trying to find... Those questions to be asked to Kilkenny because you, you nearly for certain Kilkenny will know they're going to set up in the back line, you know, three and three. Yeah. They won't change. Yeah. Whereas can, can Tipperary find something that'll, that'll cause them a problem? Yeah, and I, like on that, like I think you might, you might just say, lads, about seven minutes, we'll give the nod. We're four and I'll be in to say we're switching back to whatever we're doing, you know, that, that Noel will sit, sit a little bit deeper, link with the half back line whatever, and, and that kind of thing. Michael Breen will have licence to charge through the middle guys, pick him out, because if he gets the ball in the run, we know how powerful he is and that. And that. I, I just think they might they might try that right at the get-go. They might just say, six on six, here, Brian, it is a traditional final, we'll go at it, and we'll see who'll come out on top in a shootout. Yeah. Probably the people will think that what they'll try to do maybe is take a cannon on top of the, on top of the square, at the on top Hugh. of the apex, on Hugh Lawler, on his one. If they can create that space at the two corners, or that he's got the space inside, You'd fancy him to win that battle, yeah. So on that, on that, who, what, what way do you think the matchups will go? I, I, I thought now I'm not, I'm not blowing your arse for you now, uh, Kyler. <laughs> <laughs> but I, thought, I thought it was a mistake when they moved you back on TJ. They didn't leave you on TJ for the second half. I would have felt he wouldn't have been catching it clean off you. He was men the match. He didn't score fair enough in play, but he created so much. And I'd have felt you know after having you there, at freshers and Pat Donnelly putting you there, twenty ones. You'd have been comfortable there, like, uh, and could have gone mano mano on him. Like, I thought it was a mistake, and I think it'd be crucial to weekend 
which of the tip half-back line, which of the Mowers, I suppose, we're speculating, will pick him up. Yeah, look, I, w- I would have liked the challenge of it anyway, to be honest, like, but I suppose when you're down, when you're down going in half-time, like, and... Are you listening to that, John Kiley? <laughs> <laughs> when you're down going in half-time, like, and you're, you have a player sitting back, like, John, and usually centre-forward, and maybe you're thinking, fuck it, we should probably push up here, like, and, uh, look... I think he was probably looking in that perspective and trying to limit the damage at the back while all of us pushing forward and let's let's see what we can do up here like but I do think that that issue needs to be targeted like because TJ Reeders has been unbelievable this year like you know and if you're giving him loose ball around the middle of the field like he'll just cause havoc even if as you said if he's not scoring he'll bring other players into it like and I think their puck out as well like their puck out is, is a massive thing and two targets really like himself and Walter Walsh and if they're not winning it clean it's either breaking off and their midfielders are shooting in across from the front from getting on that break so I think he's a vital cog in, in a lot of senses like and I think it'd be very naive if if they didn't have a game plan around that like Yeah it's some out ball for Owen Murphy isn't it to be able to I'm under pressure they're closing off the short ones for me here and I can still go down on TJ yeah, he's very accurate with his puck outs like he's not yeah. just pucking up there for the oh, sake no, of and he's and very sure. and you, they're yeah. lovely balls to catch yeah, yeah. and you throw in John Donnelly who's very good in the air as well yeah. so they've got they've three of them there they're great targets because I suppose traditionally he does, you know, they don't go short they will put it down there long and they'll say well you, you take your chances and you will like, we, you know, we'll win that battle down there and you Richie Hogan sniping around the place there coming, coming out of the corner forward and that kind of stuff so I don't think you'll see anything to be, there won't be too many sharp outs on both sides on Sunday I'd say and who who would you think who do you think they, will they bring the speculation is they bring Brendan in on TJ you're only trying to think I suppose what they do the the championships thus far will probably suggest that he will you know he's picked up Gillan he went back in the corner on Gillan against Limerick he picked up Boston for against Waterford he picked up Tony Kelly against um, against Clare and he picked up Rory O'Connor I think the last day so he's been he's been around the place the, the debate then is does TJ go into full forward for the first 15 minutes and bring Brendan Maher to full back does he hand him over you know it's can you have a grey area around TJ Reid so that's what you're asking yourself as a, as a manager you know we 216 I remember the curveball they played in midfield against us in, in, in the replay of, of 216 you know and then he picks up ball coming so deep because he's he, he's not he's operating in his half back line as opposed to where it was re- previously congested the week before in Croke Park. So, you know, I think that's that's the debate for 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 Kilkenny and for and and then does Walter Welch match up with Porig Mar? Does he go left half back and match up with Walter Welch? And does Porig basically say, well, listen, I'll concede three points to Walter Welch and I'll still protect the area where Colin Fenley is going to be as well? You know, from the wing almost. You know, yeah. something like a, a wing back that Dermot Burns often does for 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 Limerick, where he'll just he'll sit from the wing as opposed to sitting from centre back. So they're they're the interesting matchups for me. And then what will Kenny come? You know, will they come in the classic where they put Henry over and John O'Keefe one year? You know, at left half forward on on a, on a novice wing back, and it's just. Sometimes he can, go me, for the, he can go for the jugglers. Well. I remember him putting Henry on, on Sean Ogan in that yeah. Ireland final. Was it 06? My big man yeah. is as good as your big man, yeah. kind of thing, you know. And I'm not so sure with the Brendan Maher one. I just, because of the fact of you're, like, you're, you're then moving, you, the, the whole Fulcrum of their team is, is Parik Marston to back is one mm. phenomenal player. And all of a sudden you're saying, you're nearly saying to him, you're not good enough to mark TJ Reid, so we're going to put you out to the wing. But he's a comfortable seven as well. He's got, he's, uh, uh, so and three. Yeah, if they're, yeah, if they're yeah. in trouble at full back, he could step in there as well. But I just think that I'm not so sure that um, that the message to that it's nearly it's nearly like we're we're upsetting our team 
to mark your centre forward. And I'm not too sure that, especially if you, you ha- when you have such a great player at centre back, yeah. will they will they take a chance and maybe maybe put Brendan Mar on Adrian Mullen? I don't know someone that because he's got he's been effective in all the matches. Brendan Mar could go in there, so I just think they might be so so you know so quick to move their team. Yeah. They have a fallback situation if it doesn't go well, but not so sure they'll take Porrick out of it. Yeah, well, I, I, t- I just thought the last day because the, of the way Wexford are going to set up and you have a fair idea that was kind of easy drop James Barry and play Barry Heffernan. Yeah. Because Barry Heffernan, as we know, as a half-back traditionally, you know, would be very comfortable. We saw him linking up. We took him off at five minutes to go because he was exhausted, I'd say, with the amount of ball. He was chasing down Harry in and we saw him setting up Joe Brown for the point 30 yards out from the opposition goal, you know, on a running... It was almost like to go back to rugby again. There's too much rugby being mentioned in this show. Larry, you're not happy at all. You take a bit of Arsenal, but no rugby. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, it was it was three little short passes, and Joe Brown was in and goal really, like you know, and, and Heffernan. But then we don't. I saw Heffernan would be a, a man marker on Colin Finley. Well, so will Ron Amara have to go back there because Colin Finley to me. Yeah. Like I mean, all the talk is yeah. is will it be TJ or or, or, or Seamus Callan be player of the year? But Colin Finley has made a fair contribution yeah. right that's from the club final yeah. on. Well, that's the, the one thing in my head, I suppose, going through that one thing, who will tip play full-back, you know, because Conor Finley has been phenomenal. He's been going a long time, Dale, all year. They've been training all through the year, you know, going right through Patrick's day. It's been a long year for four of their team, you know, that's played in the club final. So you'd wonder, would they still have that little edge when it comes to the, the end of the season? But I think at full, like the tipperary full-back, do they go with Ronamar? Do they go with Seamus Kennedy? Do they go with uh, Young Heffernan? They're, they're, it's a big call for them because James Barry did they bring him back in like in a in a man to man situation, and like it's very unusual that when you go into an Ireland final to have your full back position as as questionable and as open as to who's going to play there. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder has since Colin left the army and hasn't been running around uh, Lebanon and Dakota with bagpacks in his back, has he got a new lease of life? Although he kind of mentioned at the time that it wasn't too much hard work really the army so <laughs> we won't go there either that's another that was a lot of debate about that <laughs> but and my god he's in he's in some form yeah. the two finishes against Cork I mean the goal against Cork kept him in the game you know yeah it did and he's been you know all year long when, the, when, when they needed a score he's the you know and they've been kind of they've, you know they've, they've been quite similar goals get the ball take it on go in bat the ball in like you know what I mean a lot of goals have come this year from batting the ball in it's kind of it's, it's a new tactic that has kind of come on stream more or less in the last couple in the last couple of years you know take the man on can't be hooked or blocked it's very difficult it's a brilliant skill as well but uh, he's been he's been brilliant for them and he's been their go-to man in the full forward line Donald O'Grady drove the Limerick by his dementors when he went up coaching him with yeah that. we had it as well you know time, when he was there with us again, as well yeah. like, you know, I suppose he was a full back I suppose he was a full back and know how to trying to, trying, trying to tackle a, a full forward how do you block him but if you're behind, if the full forward has rounded you and you're behind, you can't do anything about it other than pull him down. You know, it's a great yeah, tactic. Yeah, that's why you'd probably be if you're a backing man, you'd back on a penalty of some sort at the weekend. You know, because if you're Brian Hogan and you're Liam and you're preparing defensively for Conor Finn, you're kind of saying if he gets inside, he's probably going to score. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a penalty awarded in some. You know, TJ score. Yeah, TJ score. Eight to one, No, but even even Brian Hogan, I'd say you'll see a quicker. You know, off the line, I'd imagine. You know, Jared know more about over the last few weeks. Would 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 a goalie be concentrating on getting quicker off his line to, to you know to counter Colin Fenley? You know, just the aspects I suppose of preparation ahead of the, uh, the weekend, and you know that's that's the, the alternative as you talked about the game plans of Porig Mar. I'd say in Limerick went with the approach where it was not grey area around TJ. They relied on their Morrissey Hayes and 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 Hager the Axis there to basically say we'll get to TJ as well as being able to get forward. So that would then leave Porig Mar play as a kind of a 55 or 60 yard centre back I'll pick TJ up when he's you know within 60 yards but 
oh, Jesus, it's, it's very grey around the fella that can that can <laughs> that can hurt you that much, you know. Yeah, it is. It's it's and, and that's, I suppose he's when you look at it from the point of view, I think he'll be like TJ has scored it from playing the last two games. He's had a huge influence in both games, but I think in the Cork game and against Limerick, he hasn't scored from play. So, and both those teams would have had the same scenario: do we man mark him or do we just, do we protect? But he's uh, that's that's the interesting. Yeah, part. but I suppose so I tip, have, tip have choices. The learnings yeah. from that would be that Stevie McDonald went to centre back, and then are you taking away what Ellis did in the previous games in terms of mopping up ball or distributing? You know, I suppose they're the things that. And, and the space enough. that's created yeah, for, yeah. you know because he's following everywhere others yeah. you know yeah. that, that's the, that's also I'd say a lot to do midfield like I suppose I, I found it desperate hard to call but eventually you kind of have to get an article in or Larry Ryan will be on your case or Colin O'Connor and you have to kind of go for a winner sometimes these predictions bits I hate about the whole thing and uh, but just thought for me going on the last day you now maybe Killian Buckley will start we're, we're speculating but Richie Lahey, Connor Brown, who's done a fine job since he came in and obviously did a great job for you during the, in the fits as well. You know, um, faced with uh, Noel McGrath, who's having a fantastic season, and Michael Breen, okay, can be a little bit erratic on a given day. Do you know, I, I just thought that that might be my... If I was to swing it on something, do you know, if I was to say, where's the edge here? No, of course, if Conor Finley comes up with 2-2 full forward, it's probably negate what happens in midfield. But you know that there would have an advantage there if 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 they clicked. Yeah, I think Conor Brown has been since he's come on. I think that um, in the court match, I would think that Cody threw him in there to mark Darif as given because they would have played with each other this year with UCC. And like Conor Brown is a huge en- uh, engine on him. He's a very energetic player. He he uh, he just you know he he follows the ball quite a lot. He, like he just sometimes loses his his kind of focus on where he should be in the attempt to get to actually get on the ball. But like he'll go forward and he'll drive forward. I, uh, I'm not so sure that I would put him on Noel McGrath. I think that he, I think that Noel could be, will be sitting deep, and I'd actually put, I'd, I'd actually swap it around. I put, I put Killian Buckley on, on uh, as a more experienced player on Noel McGrath, and I'd leave Conor Brown fight it out with Breen because they're quite similar in the situation. They're both, but Breen can hurt you. Breen can hurt. Breen can get a couple of scores. You know, on his day, we spoke about it off air that um, how good a player he he can be when he's very good. But he's had he's had some mixed matches as well where he's been anonymous and he's been taken off. So. Conor Brown's been brilliant, and he's been—he's only—he's only grown into the position. And as we all know, his background is is very is, is steeped in tradition and, and playing in all Ireland finds and that sort of stuff. So I don't think he'll have a problem with that. But I—I uh, I think he might pick up Breen rather than pick up McGrath. Yeah, midfield, Kyle. It is a tough one because I've experienced the bottom. Like, but I think if you, if like Noel McGrath, if you're giving him space, like especially with the inside forward tip, have like if and the space in Crow Park too, like you know. We experienced down in Turles there where he was getting on balls and he was putting into fellas' hands for 78 yards away, you know, and he can do that. He has that in his locker and he does drop that bit deep and that's why he gets on the ball and he's hitting it from an optimum position in the midfield instead of Park Maher or Brendan Maher or Rona Maher hitting it in the half-back line where maybe they're on the back foot and he acts as a bit of a link there in midfield and he has that extra 10 or 15 yards in that space then to deliver that perfect ball, essentially, like, but... I think on the other hand then as well, like I think I was talking about Kilkenny's puck outs there, like the two boys midfield, like they're essential for that breaking ball, like they're making that run from side or run, bursting on that in front when the ball breaks in front and it could all open up from there, like, you know, so I think they have a lot going forward too, like and they can't be underestimated, like, but I do think Tip might have it there midfield. Yeah, vital, vital area, sure there's no area. That's not vital. Um, 
I was just thinking about it as well last night there, you know, it's the last game of the decade. I know you needed to win one, Ger, before to keep history going, but uh, well, I, I don't think it's too far away with this, these underage teams and that, but um, I think it's a bit fitting. Everyone had a taste of a bit of glory of sorts, year, especially Kyle, I suppose, last year, I suppose, Claire for me in 13 even the dubs getting a Leinster, you're getting there, Derek. You know, Cork have been so close. Galway won one for the first time since '88, but they've given us like the ten. They've drive for five. They've given us the greatest game that I've seen. I think in 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 fourteen, and then the sixteen final where I suppose Tip were were the dominant uh, force, and you'd say Cody has just this massive rebuilding job that's going to take years has he got it and now he's back in the final three years later Derek. but it, yeah. I, I just thought it might have been a little bit fitting that they bookend that that's no good to Kyle or Davey or anyone you know uh, yeah. that, you know Tony Kelly I was saying he t- telling him he'd done well on the Sunday game in a text message he says I, I should be outside in the Gaelic crowns yeah. <laughs> you know while you're, while you're able to be around it and, and in that you'd like to be in it yeah, it's fitting, definitely. It's not surprising, though, you know, and that's that's ultimately, you know, and uh, it might be surprising on a given, we're talking about it, we're trying to contradict ourselves earlier, that we're maybe a little bit surprised that Kenny are in the final, but they're always going to be there, you know. Um, and I sound I sound like as if I'm begrudging them being there, but that's just a natural kind of feeling when you come from Waterford. You know, it's just, they're always going to be there, you know, and if you, I, I'm i blue in the face saying it, you know, if, if you really do your, like, there's 40 all in the medals between the Kenny starters on Sunday, you know, 40. A new team, you know, transition, you know, yeah. you know, transition, new team, you know, there's like, oh, Murphy is four, Paul Murphy is four, in the forward line alone, I think they have 19 medals, you know, TJ Reid is seven, Richie Hogan is seven, Colin Finley is four, um, Walter Welch is three, they have more than that, my maths is not the strongest subject, but um, yeah, 40 all in the medals, and Tipperary of 17, you know, uh, Kieran's have been in the All-Ireland Colleges final 16 of the last 20 years, in the final 16 of the last 20 years, so, and and you know just even from on, on the ground in, in when you go up and play Thurles CBS or Templemore, or you know any of the teams up there, there's hurlers all over the place up there. You know, and I think that's I sound like a, a, a kind of a bitter old man here now talking about, it, but it's, they're just always going to be there. And you have to have nothing but respect for 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 them being there. If you like, even on Sunday, there there's Kilkenny back in the minor final, nipped the minor championship three years ago. John Welch got two goals there against Limerick. You know, against the head, they're all they're always going to be there. Looked well beaten in that minor <laughs> Leinster final. You know, Wexford a good bit better than you'd say, and they come through this round robin with Clare and Galway and beat Limerick by twelve yeah, points then yeah. in the semi final against the head again. You know, so yeah. And fairness, look, you 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 flagged up that from one of our yeah, earlier podcasts about yeah. Cairns and that they'll always be there, like they will be. Yeah, and I think that the, the other thing about Kilkenny is that again, repeat myself, the Henry Sheffield era, Eddie Brennan, Richie Power, Jackie Thurl, JJ Delaney. They're always going to be compared to those players. Like that doesn't mean in their own right that they're serious hurlers themselves. You know, you have a forward line, the forefoot, as I mentioned. Then you have the probable young hurler of the year in Mullen, and you have John Donnelly, who's a star for DCU over over the years. You know, so you have <laughs> the talent is there as well. You know, and and same in Tipperary, uh, Liam has done a massive job there. But you know, it's only Jake Morris. Morris puts the ball in the net as opposed to hitting the net last year or hitting the post. And we could be talking about Tip being in a semi-year all Ireland as well. You know. We'll, 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 I'll ask you for a prediction I hate doing it but we'll do it because people expect to do it but you know it's just God when we get to our age <laughs> sure I, I leave the, the other flat we won't, we won't include Kyle in this but you know but the years just the All-Irelands roll into where they're going I'm looking at that Offaly team coming out on Sunday 
you know, we'll be coming out next year, God spare us. Um, and, you know, that, that final is as fresh in my memory. Do you know, that, that awfully late surge and it's just it. But I'll earn final day, for me, there's no more Irish day. I'll earn hurling final day. Sorry, football people out there. My curricula have to excuse us for that, Tony and Co. But, you know, I'll earn hurling. Hurling being so unique, you know, in a, in a kind of a unique game and a unique sport. And uh, it's it's magic to be involved in some form or or anything, even punditry or, you know, prefer to be in the dressing room beforehand, I'd have to say, in some capacity. But... Um, it, 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 it's, it's a magic day for Irish people Irish GA people isn't it yeah it's, it's a phenomenal day it's, it's as you say you summed up brilliantly there like it's a very magical day it's uh, to be involved in the last day of the hurling season like you know and, and I think the big thing is that you you know you try to enjoy it you know but try to play to your potential you know and if you can if you can prepare properly and not over over analyze it and uh, overdo it and, and take the all you know the all the charade around around the all Ireland final with the suits and the tickets and all that kind of stuff there's an element of being able to balance that and put all that away so and I think you know people that go there for the first time that's where you need your people in the background team who've been there who've been who've, who've done all this interested to hear Derek last night again on the radio about you know trying to do everything yourself how strong the backroom team is to be able to delegate the different jobs that needed to do to be done because there is so much to be done and to trust that those people will say yeah you know because they're part of it as well I leave them do their job and because because at the end of the day it's all about the match it's all about being able to perform and play when when the whistle blows at half three that you can go out to play to your best and you take on the challenge and to be part of it is absolutely brilliant but it's uh, it's over so quickly you know but to be able then to look back on it uh, so that's why you know I think we everything just huge amount of people and hurling people around, uh, around, around the country will go to the Ireland final no matter who's in it you know it's a very very special day uh, as you say maybe maybe the end of the year the, the end of a decade we go back to Tip and Kilkenny so you know we all go up with great enthusiasm and optimism looking hopefully we'll get as good a games as we got in the past yeah and there are like no doubt uh, the biopsies and we'll ask him in a second but like you know I'd say there's a good chance he'll be there again too somehow you know and like you know how you know, would you be really saying to yourself, God, like, you mentioned last night a few things about, you know, I do things a bit different, mm. doubting, and yeah. you probably didn't do too much wrong at all, but yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. it's those doubts and, and, and it's just getting back there and, you know, doing it again and I'd say there's a desire there. Ah, there is, yeah. I think it's, 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 it's a unique day, as you said yourself. It's a kind of just unique, you know, it's, um, I went to my first final in 86, you know, I didn't miss the final since 86. I just, you know, just, you know, without sounding corny, like it's just a day that kind of nearly defines how you live, like really, you know, what you're about and who you represent, whether you've played inter county, whether you've played club level. It's for every primary school teacher, every coach, every secondary school teacher, every coach, and every club involved in the day. That's it's their day, like, and and, it's, and, and uh, there's absolute equality in the day, I think. There's no snobbery attached to whether it's Brian Cody or whether it's Joe Dunphy who started Kendry and them hurling in, in Ballyhale National School. You know, it's 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 a day where there's a kind of coming together of all those. So your absolute desire is to get back. The warning is lies in even ourselves in 17 and that you spent the winter saying, ah, we'll get back there, we're not too far away. And it's, it's you know, even Kyle's scenario this year, you know, geez, I can't watch the last three weeks have been hardship, you know, it's hard, it is hard to get back there, you know. Uh, particularly when you come from that, the outside group, if you like, you know, it's it's that it's it's that little bit harder, and you have to take your chance when you're there, as as Kyle and the lads did. So that's what, that's the fallback for Kilkenny and Tipperary. Not that they'll be thinking like that. That they'll probably only nip one at one out of four All Irelands in the next twenty five years, and as opposed to dominating, if you like. So yeah, just looking forward to the, to, to the day itself, and um, yeah, that's that's what it is. That's it's about being from Ireland without being absolutely patriotic about it. That's 
that's who we are really you know absolutely and and uh so you put it better than I did even during all of your play and Kyler like you know I remember you know, doing doing a session with you last year with with Kildima Palace Henry and like the absolute colour in the in, in the village and, and the two villages I suppose and was that like really driving you on already nearly thinking of next year saying by God I'm going to be there again like if it's next year it's not next year it's to be the year after like you are at that age obviously you know so that, that'd be a huge motivating factor 100% like it's it's when you're not there really you kind of look back and say Jesus I'd love to be out in the field now training for an Ireland final like and I've been lucky enough the last few years we have in an Ireland final whether it's been minor 21s or, or senior like so maybe this year it's kind of a refresher now to show it actually it does mean to be there like you know and like you know yourself we're a small rural club like where, where I'm from like and it's your next door neighbour could be saying oh I know Kyle there sure yeah he's playing in the Ireland final tomorrow or it's as Derek said, you're a primary school teacher, or whatever. Like, and I think it's it's a it's makes that a bit more special because it's more of a family needed community when it when it's smaller. Like, you know, and it it's I do believe it is very important to take a, a mental freshness. Like, um, but I I'll be going up the match now Sunday myself. Like, because I wouldn't bear to miss it because it is going to be an epic match. Like, but it is definitely important to take a, a mental freshness because it's easy to say throughout the whole winter. I can't wait to get back here now. We're going to be there this year and. In the league comes like and you haven't won a match like so it's it's yeah. a it's a hole you could fall into so it's important to take a break like yeah I'll have to, I'll have to hold my hands up on that one that's what like and I I think of you and that like I think it likes a Patrick Daly you know what it meant yeah. to him you know and he'd be texting me so how do you think it'll go and he'd be involved obviously with manager of your club and and uh, how do you think it'll go Dale and I'd be saying I think let me you know it's it's your year you know the time has come and. What like what it meant to him to having you there and having Barry on the panel as well, Barry O'Connell. You know that's that's really what it's about, isn't it? I often thought of that. It's nearly family first, as then you alluded to. With it's then as alluded to that in your dressing room, and then it's nearly your club. You know because that's that's the nurturing process, isn't it? And you think then you're representative then when you're with County and and what it means to the even a guy who has nobody on the club, you're still representing him. And I think it goes in that sequence, and that's the way we. We we kind of can can put it in in that kind of in those boxes if you like up along you know which is my, the only one I'd have to hold my hands and say the only one I couldn't go to was that ninety six one <laughs> with Wexford and Limerick I just go, I said will I go and then I I says no do you know what I I gotta I gotta stay at home I just watching the television I think I think I wound up some booze or drinking a few pints feeling sorry for myself not that we we might not have been been there with the system at the time with knockouts and all that but. Uh, yeah, what what way do you see it going, Kyle? Who 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 would you put your 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 tenor on? Since I lost my tenor on, on David Goff changing his mind there early on there. Uh, look, it's not, it's not an easy decision, and I've been thinking about it nearly all week. And what if he goes well, and if this fella goes well, like? But this might sound a bit stupid, like. But I think if the game a tip or five or six points up with ten fifteen minutes ago, it's theirs, like. But. If it's any way in the Milton pot at all, I can't see Kenny losing. To be honest, like uh, if if it's a point, two points in it, I can't see him losing. To be honest, so I think it is going to be a tight game. So I'm going to say Kilkenny. Larry, are you confident? <laughs> um, that's the kind of talk we want. Now I gave Kyle uh, <laughs> a few good earlier to talk up Kilkenny. There, um, it's funny. Um, I was like Sheedy spent a lot of time earlier in the year talking about rebuilding the connection like with the the tip supporters and all that and I I was um, 
there's a nice interview with in tomorrow's paper, I think Michael Minahan and Richie Stakelam about the the last twenty minutes of the Wexford match and you know, when something kind of reawakened almost, you know. And I, funny, I was I was I actually watched the semi final over in uh, Salou in the Robin Hood bar and in in Salou and uh, there was there seemed to be no tip lads in there all Wexford jerseys but uh, but something happened there when um, twenty minutes to go all of a sudden the start the roars were going up in the pub even you know and uh, something sort of drove them over the line there so I, look I don't know it's, it's it is fifty fifty but did it seem to just it caught fire in that for, in that last fifteen as you saw like against Wexford and if they could bring that it might match the the all out war that sort of Kyle experienced in the first uh, in the first fifteen minutes of the at the semi yeah it's a hard one to call Dale like the lads said I think to say you'll be thinking about it and at different times you come up with different reasons for going with Kenny or going with Tipperary like you know questioning the full back position with Tip and that sort of stuff I think it was an open game I think it's, I think we'd all agree it was if the hurling is open and uh, you know it's, it's flying around the place Tip certainly have have the forwards that'll 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 certainly trouble Kil, uh, trouble Kilkenny and uh, you did you know you'd expect them to win it if there's a, if 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 there's a battle and maybe the weather forecast I'm not sure what it is and all these all things you know impact on the game and over the years we've always seen something some incident or some player does something that can make a difference on the day and who that is I don't know I, it's just very difficult to call I just uh, watched the two semi-finals and I just thought the difference in intensity between the Kilkenny-Limerick match and the Tip-Wexford match the, you know it, it, the Tip-Wexford game was so open it was, it was a brilliant hurling match but the Kilkenny, t- the Kilkenny one and Limerick was so different, and uh, I think Kilkenny will look to bring that, to bring it to a war. Like that's and that's what they're good at, and that's what they want to do. It if they can, if they succeed in that, I think they'll win. Uh, it's not sitting on the fence, but I think um, slight fancy, a slight, slight fancy for Kilkenny. I just think in the, in the years, uh, they've got their best team back, a couple of players in there, uh, but again, I, I, I'd, I've. Had a few guys in UCC last year on both sides, so I, I wish bo- I wish them well. I kind of, and I hope they all play well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think Tip will win. Um, I think the motivation. I think they have a bit of an edge as well. I think if you're Sheedy now, and you know, um, not that it'll be referenced afterwards. You know, Jackie's comments around. You know, I think there's a general perception in in Kilkenny that if you get into Tipperary faces, that they'll crumble. You know, that they're that they're they're brittle. And I think for me, there's no evidence of that really. Even la- even even last year, even last year, you know. You know, 10 points down against Cork in the first round of the championship. I think 10 points down against ourselves, 14 men come back, get the draw against ourselves in controversial circumstances. So I think, you know, I think that's probably been over, over kind of play that. So I think he's an advantage if he twists that to kind of basically say, I can see him now, came down to us in, in the club scene in 2-12 before the county final. We had him on the Tuesday night and he just drove the room, like just came into the room, just spoke for about 8 to 10 minutes. And brought the room kind of to a new level of height. Milan is mad enough without having Sheedy in there. And he, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he's then, beating himself across yeah. the legs on the tourist night. Tuesday night before the Sunday. And we were heavy favourites going into the final against Dungarvan. And just, I said to myself, Jesus, like, this fella's serious, you know. So I, I know he won't emphasise that if they win Sunday nor will Brian. They'll, they'll talk about the players and their roles. But I think he, he has the ability to maybe twist that to, to in terms of, hey, your character has been questioned here. So I, I actually expect Tip to bring a real high-end high, high end intensity to it. I think they're the ones that will bring what has been talked about that Kilkenny are always bringing. And I think they're the ones that might bring the war. And that makes it even more interesting because we know Kilkenny will bring it. So I think it'll be head-on kind of collisions. And I just think Tip will find a way to get the goals, you know, to get the scores with their forwards. I agree, I heard Owen Kelly saying during the week they might find a way with their forwards but I think they'll bring I think the Dan McCormick's the Nilo Maras of the world they're, they're crucial you know, in terms of what they're going to bring to it on, on Sunday so uh, I think Tip will win 
Yeah, yeah. Never mind predictions, Ayla. Like after the performance of Eamon Fitz and Mike Quirk on Monday, like is there any kind of contro- <laughs> controversy we can drum up in uh, in, t- in Tip's favour here? <laughs> We've no one from Tip in here. Like bear yourself, unless you want to raise something, do you? <laughs> no, I'm racking my brains here now. Is there, is there any? Is there any kind of grievance we have with Except a life? Uh, well, a lifetime of it uh, with Kenny, I'd say. And, uh, look, at, I, I I'm like yourselves as I just find it desperately hard. But I, I've just that feeling that. You know, when I think about the semi-final, I think about the two points after the sending off. Then I think about Chin's goal. Then I think about Tip fighting back. Then I think about McDonald's goal. And you're saying, oh, God, like, they just can't come back again. But they found a way. And I think, although the overall momentum was with Kilkenny with beating Limerick and beating Cork, I think it just might be the momentum swing at the right time, even though it's only 20 minutes. But it just could be the most powerful 20 minutes maybe get them over the line. I'm not... I'm not we, again, like that, you're with no massive conviction. No, and again, Eamon O'Shea. Again, I just throw back into the mix again. I just think that in the background, that he's been he's so good with getting forwards to to to, um, to find space and, and movement and, and getting scores and getting goals. Uh, you know, it's it's a very difficult one to call. So I just uh, I said we've been blessed that we're looking forward to going up to see great players. You know, some mm-hmm. of the some of the best horrors that have ever played a game. So it's it's brilliant to see it. So we'll say it's it's two two here, <laughs> but and but Larry has the casting ball, <laughs> and we know who he's going for. <laughs> Well, lads, look, uh, we've gone over time as usual because we could talk all night about it and, and we've already done a half an hour in the canteen. <laughs> uh, but let's remember and look, don't be afraid to leave a review. Um, but you can listen to us uh, every week, even though we're getting near the end of it. We're on again on Monday, so um, we'll, we'll be hoping we'll have all the answers on Monday, of course. We'll know it all. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify and irishexaminer.com slash podcast. Um, a rating and a review is always welcome. Thanks so much for listening. Hope it shortens someone's journey uh, to Dublin from work or for wherever and just love it, live it. For me, the Irish day of the year is we're on the eve of it. So to, you know, if anyone's lucky enough to have one of those golden tickets, get in there and enjoy it uh, one way or another. Thanks, folks. With Renault, passion for what drives you. Official car partner of the GAA. <laughs> 